0: word and, and in our acronym in the series, and that is BLESS, and so we learned some ways to bless and what it means to bless, whether that's with words of affirmation, acts of kindness, and gifts, and tonight, I get to talk about a fun one, one that is called EAT. I have the E. It is EAT. It's a big EAT. I talk about, I'm talking about EAT, and so that's been fun. Now, if you're like me, and you think about the word EAT, and when I, was, when I, looked, when I saw that, that this was the title of this chapter, I thought to myself, I'm like... I like to eat. Does anyone else like to eat here? Does anyone like to eat? Hands. I, I'm, I'm like two hands and a foot. I like to eat a lot. Not only do I like to eat a lot, I like to eat with my friends. Do you guys like to eat with your friends? Hands up. I feel like I feel like eating with your friends. Food is great, but food is even greater with your friends. See, I love that. But I know it is great. Shh, let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Let's bring it in. Shh, y'all. Come on. But, what about eating with strangers? Do you guys eat with strangers? I feel like I hear some lies. Now, that's a hard one. This is one that I feel like is, is a lot harder. Yes, yes, yes. Well, tonight, we're going to see... Shh, boys, girls, I need, some, I need silence. Like Nick said, I know we had donuts. I know we had a lot of fun, but I need, I need some time. I need some time. Thank you, thank you. Shh. Well, tonight, like I said, we're going to be talking... Uh, biblically and historically on the importance on what it looks like to eat, eat with friends, eat with strangers, eat missionally, eat with the unexpected, as well as uh, eating at Christ's table and what that looks like to eat personally with Christ. Um, and so when we truly start to understand the significance of eating with those we know, strangers, uh, with, personally with Christ, we see the incredible ways God can work in our lives. My main point tonight is, will be on the screen right here, and that is, when we eat like Christ ate, we then mirror, mirror the character of God. And so now let's jump in. You won't understand that now, but I'll, hopefully with context clues and me preaching, you guys will understand that. But now let's jump into the first part, and that is eating with peers or eating with friends. So the concept of eating with friends is something that most of us have done before. Like I said, all of you guys cheered, everything. Like It is something that is not unfamiliar to most of us, and hopefully... It's something that we do on a regular basis. It's it's something we do in the cafeteria. Okay, actually, what are some places where you guys eat with your friends? What are some places? I mean, school, school cafeterias, like. By Moe's. Yeah. Moe's, like, there's like Chick-fil-A. I mean, sometimes you do it at, for birthday parties. You eat with your friends at birthday parties. By myself. Some, yeah, by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, at, at parties, at all these things. There are so many ways you can eat. You can eat with your friends. Those are all perfect examples. Man, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I feel bad. But yeah, so around that time, so now let's, let's jump back. And around the time that when Jesus walked on earth, they also ate, at, ate together in, with places. And granted, they didn't have like Moe's and Chick-fil-A. I, wish, I think they wish they did. I think back then if they had some Moe's and Chick-fil-A, they would, they, would, they would love it. But they don't, but they did find ways to eat with each other's. So just like you guys, like I said, many early Christians, Christians specifically, would would meet for ordinary meals and everyday meals. And so I'm going to look at a passage or more uh, a document, a historical document that I thought was really, really cool that kind of explains what this looks like and how they ate and how ordinary it could be. And so around 12 AD, or it was 112 AD, uh, Pilony the Young was the Roman governor of what is now modern day Turkey. And he wrote a letter, he wrote a, a note uh, to Emperor Tarjan, and he asked for counseling on the topic of dealing with the church, as he reported that the Christians would meet on a fixed day and would worship and sing songs in the morning, but later in the day they would partake in what he calls ordinary food, just the, the topic of just eating ordinary, not with any, any big celebratory thing, but just eating ordinary. So like I said, typically back then when a group would meet for food, it would be for some type of special gathering, some event, or like, oh, someone's birthday, or it was, it was important to gather around a table. And so for Pilony, he didn't understand why they would be meeting every single day and just for the ordinary. He was confused to why they were just eating for ordinary, for, with ordinary just meals. Um, and the thing is, you see this and, and he questioned it. So he questioned it. Like I said, we're going to be looking at what it looks like to be a questionable life as that is like the overarching theme of the acronym that we're going to be going through. But the reason why, see we see the reason why uh, these people just ate uh, uh, together was the first point is for community. That's my first point. And that is community is such an important foundational pillar in the Christian faith in which we are in close relationship with each other. That when we find ourselves in a tough spot, we have peers to walk with. And and when we're in hardships, we have the ability to come together as one community to encourage each other, to support each other, to pray with each other. And so many more impactful things that happens when you're in a community with other Christians like we have here. See, like I said, we are extremely blessed to have a building like this where literally the church is called Waynesburg Community Chapel. Like, it's in the name. If it's, that's not a core value of what we believe at the chapel, but also in the Christian faith And well. See, it is just so important that we, we look at community. Um, see, eating with peers with the purpose of building community brings us to the second reason why, why we see people meeting and why we should be eating more intentionally. In our, with our friends and our peers, and that is for spiritual nourishment. Like I said, these people, like the governor, um, when he was writing to to Tarjan, the emperor, what, was questioning what it looks like to li- like why why was they why were they doing that? Um, but what they what they needed to, to realize was these people weren't going there to get fed physically. They weren't going there to get truly fed emotionally. They were there to get fed spiritually. They were, they were looking for that spiritual nourishment that comes when we come together as peers and as small groups and as friends and we come together and we eat in community and we, we chase that because, yes, we do eat physically and, yes, we do get that emotional, like that, that conversational topics, but on top of that, we get that spiritual nourishment that grows us together, like I said, like, like praying for each other, like, like going through hardships together because um, it is such an incredible opportunity um, to, to teach and learn from each other. Um, and I think when we, when we grow in a, as a community and we grow spiritually, we find that it, it, there's just such an importance to being spiritually nourished. And that may look like maybe walking through some verses with your small group, or, hey, I'm really struggling right now. Can you help me and pray for me? Or maybe that's, that's at school and lunch. Maybe you see someone and you, and you want to, hey, hey let's, like, let's talk about this or something. Like this is something that I'm struggling with. Um, and, and like I said, we, we now see what it looks like to eat in the ordinary and just the regular meals, but there also are celebratory meals. There are important meals that we see, and we see that in Matthew 26, 26 through 28, and that is the Last Supper. See, it, it reads, now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and, and after blessings, it broke and gave it to disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body, and he took a cup. And when he had given thanks, to, he gave it to them and saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many of, of, of the sins, forgiveness of sins. See, in this we see Jesus Christ with his closest friends in what was his final meal with them in community, in this spiritual nourishment, uh, before he was ultimately betrayed. See, Jesus breaks bread and feeds them physically, but even more, he, he spiritually nourishes, nourishes them with, with the foreshadowing of his sacrificing uh, to wash away all our sins. And I just think that's a really, well, like, what it's just such an incredible um, opportunity we get to see in that story, um, as well as um, the importance of the ordinary meals and, as, and the importance of the celebratory meals, the big meals, the birthdays, the, the hangouts, the, all the fun things. See, when when we are eating with, and when we are eating with our friends and we are eating among the community, we find something that is just is not found in other places. We find true joy. We found true satisfaction as we are spiritually nourished. We must stop. We must stop taking for granted the opportunities we have. Because like you said. A lot of you raise your hand pretty quickly. Like You eat a lot of times and very regularly with your friends, whether that's at school and lunch, or maybe you're on a sports team and you guys go to lunch or, or you go to dinner after. There's so many opportunities that you have to eat with friends, whether here or also in other places. And I think that is just such an important thing to realign what we're trying to say and realign our approach on what God is trying to tell us, whether that's eating with community and the purpose behind community, as well as being spiritually nourished. See, now that we've looked at the importance of eating with friends and the historical significance of doing so, let us now turn our attention to what it's looked like uh, to eat missionally and eat with the unexpected. See, this form may feel more foreign than just eating with your friends. Like when I asked the question, how many of you have eaten with a stranger? Most of you didn't really say anything. I think I heard a few of like, I do it all the time and I, I'm sorry. If you do, that's incredible. But if you, do, if you don't, I feel like that's one thing that I truly struggle with. I think it's, it's uncomfortable. It's unnatural. It's not normal. Um, but in that, I think it's just as important as eating with your peers and just as important as chasing that community and chasing that spiritual nourishment. And so a great example, one that I absolutely love, um, is, is the story of Zacchaeus. And we see that in Luke 19, verse 1 through 7. And I'm going to read 1 through 6, and then I'm going to jump into 7 in a little bit. So it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was. But because he was too short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran up ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Since Jesus was coming that way, when Jesus reached that spot... He stood up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. See, this story is such a perfect depiction on Jesus reaching his hand out for those who people would not typically eat with. See, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. And back then, no one liked tax collectors. And on top of that, Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector. He was like the head honcho. This guy ran the town when he was at the head of all the other tax collectors. And in that, he had wronged a lot of people. He had stolen from a lot of people because that's typically what tax collectors did. They took what they felt like they deserved. And in that, a lot of people did not like him. A lot of people did not want to be around him. No one talked to him. No one wanted anything to do with them. But what I love about this story is that Jesus, like I said, reaches out and, and pursues him. He missionally eats with this and so, like I said, why, uh, you might think to yourself, uh, this leads to, uh, like, again, a familiar um, application point that I've talked about earlier and what Nick talked about. And that's my first point here. It's questionable living. Uh, just like Nick kicked off a few weeks ago, this is like the underlying theme, like I said, of what this series is and, and one that we can see pass over through all these acronyms um, and the series in general. Um, because, because when we go out, outward into the community... Um, and eat missionally, we see how this can transform someone. And so one thing, to, it's one example of literally the questionable, the, the questioning of the community. We see in verse 7, uh, and that says, all of the people saw this and began to mutter. He had gone to be the guest of a sinner. Well, for, for one, we were all sinners, and they were all sinners, but they didn't, you know, they thought they were this. But in that, the fact that they questioned Jesus's like, mission. They questioned why Why would he eat with this tax collector guy, the guy that stole from me? Why would he do that? And I think, what, like, eating with strangers creates this positive, questionable habit within us, just like Jesus. And like I said, uh, this is, this will not be the last time that I talk about this whole questionable living. This isn't the last time that Christ ate with a sinner. Christ ate with the, the unexpected. Christ ate missionally, because that's what he did. They literally, in the Bible, they called Jesus a drunk, and a glutton, because, they, because all Jesus did was eat, and eat, and eat with sinners, and people, and everyone, because that's what Jesus came to do, is be among us, and, and save us from our sins, and so the second reason uh, we should be eating missionally, and with the unexpected, and with strangers, uh, is love and compassion. I thought about making this like two points, like love and compassion, but I felt like they were, they kind of both led me to the same place. See, going in your way to eat missionally with strangers like Christ can impact someone more than you can ever imagine. And we see that in la- in, later in the verse in Luke 19, 8. And this says, Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Lord, look, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I ch- cheated anyone out, and if anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus promises to give half of his possessions and repay all of those people four times the amount. Granted, I don't expect if you guys then reach out missionally that someone is like, I'm going to give half my things to the poor. But who knows? Maybe they do. Moreover, you need to know how much that, you never know how much you can impact someone and change their heart by allowing God to work in and through you by eating missionally with those who are least expected. One, one incredible memory, I, I just, I keep, I keep coming back to this when I think about living missionally, um, and it was, it was on the Nashville mission trip a few years ago. Sadly, we have not gone back to Nashville since, but in that, I remember we had woke up that morning and we all packed our lunches for what we were going to eat, and we packed a bunch of lunches to give away to those who were less fortunate, um, And I remember all the kids in my group were like, I think I'm not going to eat today. I think I'm going to give this to someone. And so I was like, this is awesome. That's so incredible and that's so selfless. And so I packed them all in my backpack and I remember we had done this whole event and then we decided, let's go find some people. And I remember we walked up and we found a bunch of people hanging on the street. And I remember unzipping my bag and I started handing out these lunches to the people. And I remember to myself, I just remembered how excited they were for the food, but I remember even more how excited they were for that emotional and that spiritual nourishment. They were so excited to talk. They were so excited for me to listen. They were so, it was just, it was incredible. And I remember to myself, we sat there for hours learning each person's story. I, I sat there for hours telling them about my story, my spiritual journey, hearing their spiritual journeys. I learned so many incredible things because, like I said, it's not the physical food. It's the, it's, the, it's the conversations that come with having this food. It's the spiritual nourishment, like I said earlier, that we find when we live missionally. And, and in that, it's just so important to love and be compassion, compassionate to people that are less fortunate. Um, and I just remember at the end of that, I remember there was lots of tears, and I remember there was lots of prayers. And it was just such an incredible moment. See, when we live questionably and love big um, as we eat missionally, we see God work in amazing ways. Lastly, uh, we need to personally eat with Christ. Like I said, this point is as important as the other two points, but something that we often forget. Something that I feel like in the moment we can, you know, if we start pursuing this, the eating with peers and the realignment with Christ and, and even eating missionally, we, we tend to forget that we also have to eat personally with that relationship with Christ. Um, and a way that we can do that and one that is simple and is something that we all have worked on before and that is prayer and practice. See, spending more time in the word and praying more often whether that's, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you're eating breakfast, maybe you go through a devotional. Maybe, maybe you just have a conversation with God. Maybe, maybe, you're, maybe you're just going, you're praying. See, what I love about that personal, personal relationship with Christ is it, it can be whatever you feel like it can be. And in that, I think that there's, there's so many opportunities that we take for granted. We miss out uh, because it's like, oh, you know, I got to get to school or, oh, this. But it's so important for us to pray and practice and, and, and eat and devour his word because that's ultimately what we need to be doing. And secondly, communion. As we read in Matthew earlier, the Last Supper is a physical, symbolic reminder of his sacrifice for our sins. And in this season of Lent, we have this utmost privilege of taking communion every single Sunday as we prepare for Easter and his like, ultimate resurrection from death. And, and now as we, in this moment of reflection, now that we've taken in my three points, like, let us remember the importance of why we eat with friends. See, one of the biggest regrets for me growing up is that I, I took eating with friends for granted. I, I had fun, and it was, a, it was incredible. Which is great, all like I said, but but I missed the bigger purpose of what it is community. I missed the bigger pur- purpose of spiritual nourishment. I missed, I missed it all. I missed when it came down to it all. I missed it. I missed it. I, I just took it for fun. So whether that's that was with my friends, whether that was in the cafeteria, like friends in school in the cafeteria, or other opportunities like sports teams, like I said, or just even in general in small group. Sometimes I feel like I, I would get off topic and we never really would come back. See, I missed, I missed that opportunity to be vulnerable with my friends. I missed that opportunity to walk in the hardships with my friends. I missed that opportunity to pray with my friends and love with my friends. And that was something that I really, really missed out on. Like I said, uh, sorry, yeah. And, and now let us remember the importance of eating missionally and with the unexpected. See, when we take that step to ask a stranger to eat with you, you might have people questioning why you invited them or why are you not hanging out with your normal friends. Maybe that's, maybe that's someone you see that eats alone at lunch. Maybe that's someone you know in your small group that you're not really close to, but you'd love to get more close with them. Maybe that's, maybe that's just in general. Maybe you pray for God to put someone in your life so you can eat more missionally. See, um, sorry, I lost my point. Like I said earlier, you never know how much you can impact, uh, you can have, like you can impact a person um, that you can have on a person. Um, and just like Alana said last week, like, it is the ultimate true act of kindness. Like It is the blessing someone. To show love and compassion uh, and live that questionable life It's just so important um, when we eat missionally and we eat with those who are unexpected. And lastly, let us remember that we need to personally eat with Christ, whether that's through prayer or spending more time reading the Bible in the mornings. Um, while you're eating breakfast or other meals. It is so important to, to realign our, our hearts and our minds with Christ. See, it is just, and, then, and lastly, it is an incredible opportunity that we have to take communion in this community every Sunday. And whether that, if you can't make it, but, but in the personal. Because it's such a great reminder of God's sacrifice for our lives. And it's such an acknowledgement of what he has done for us. See, like I said, my, my, point, my, my main point of this is when we eat like Christ ate, we then mirror the character of God. When we eat like Christ ate, we mirror the character of God. Now, I have a few challenges that I feel like we can carry over for the next couple of weeks. And then one is what we had last week. Blessing someone you know. See, I encourage you guys to, to, next, to take that next step. And if you, if you bless someone, bless another person. Think of another person that you don't know. Think of another stranger that you don't know that you can bless. This week, I also challenge you to not take for granted the opportunities you have to eat with your friends. I I hope that that now that you've understood the purpose behind eating with your friends, that you can realize that the community is so important and that spiritual nourishment is so important for us. I challenge you this week to eat missionally with someone unexpected. Whether that's someone at your lunch that is sitting alone or someone that you feel like God's putting on your heart. Ask God to show you and put it on your heart. Who that could be, possibly be. Eat missionally with someone unexpected. And lastly, I encourage you to eat personally with Christ at his table. Like I said, whether that looks like spending more time in the word or just praying during a meal. See, when we eat like Christ ate, we then mirror the character of God. One last thing before I pray this out. As you could see, we did not have a snack tonight. Now that was all for, for the purpose of my talk and I have some great helpers over here. See, the reason why we didn't have snack is because hopefully as a group, as a community, as a, as a group of friends, we can come together and we can eat a snack together with your small group. See, but, but it's not just the food, like I said, shh, come on guys, I'm almost done. It's not just the food, it's the conversations that come of it. So hopefully in small group, we can chase that spiritual intention, we can chase that spiritual nourishment and we can eat as one community. And that's the whole point I have here. So leaders, when I'm done, like you've seen and maybe we've talked about earlier, and they're going to help me, they're going to hand it out to your leaders, and we can hopefully have small group a little quick and so that. All right, that's all I have tonight. Let, us, let me pray, and then we can, we can head out of here. Shh. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity we have to come here and have just fun. But to ultimately turn our eyes and our hearts to what you are trying to say here Lord, I am so thankful for this community, this building, and every single one of these students in it. Lord, I ask that you speak into our hearts tonight, that in small groups that we can have this community, we can fill, be filled spiritually, nour- we can be spiritually nourished through you, and will hopefully align our hearts and our minds for you. Lord, I just am so thankful for everything that you've done in all of our lives, and through the hard times and the good times. Lord, I pray this in your holy and precious name. Amen.